1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 78 of Histories of the Unexpected, the show in which we demonstrate that everything, and I mean simply everything, has its own history, like tacks, harbours or sandbags.
0: Or guns, swords and pikes, sticks, stones and bones. Oh, do you like what I'm... I, do, I love, do you like what Bones I'm to, it, little are good. Games. So bones are about games. A little bit violent. Yeah, about knuckles. Mm, Knuckle about bones. paint as well. Ooh, and skeletons in the closets. We should do the closet. We should do fear. We should do nightmares. Yes. Yes, very good. We'll be following the links in our minds as we come across them, explaining how those histories link together in unexpected ways. Who knew, for example, Sam, who knew that the history of newspaper is all about power, knowledge, waste, fires, pie dishes and mountains?
1: Oh, I it, was a boy, it was a
0: Boy Scout for a day <laughs> and they had a large room uh, full of newspapers that you could slide down were you sacked for being a boy scout because you sat and read all the old newspapers no i, I, bet that's what I no i we had to sacked for being a no 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 the reason the reason i left i didn't go i was humiliated so embarrassed because mm. they put us in a circle and handed us a bamboo cane and said improvise with this idiots um what does a what does a 7 year old do with it but makes a samurai sword out of it so i was doing you know Waggling it backwards and forwards and poked somebody in the eye, oh. almost blinded them. And so I felt too humiliated to go back.
1: But you can do the history of humiliation. The history it's of humiliation. Would Loads be, of Victorian oh my stuff. God. Shame, Sam, Sam, are, shame. You, are
0: you listing all of these? <laughs> are you list- because the history of lists is about priorities, culture, death and dying, recipes,
1: and shopping. Oh. Well, Did you know that? No. uh, Listen, the man sitting opposite me, it's the inventor of the dab himself. It's Dabs, or, as you may know him, Professor Extraordinaire of Early Modern British History at Plymouth University. It's James Daybell. Hello, Dabs. (laughs) Hello, Sam. How are you? I'm good. Uh, And the man sitting opposite me is the
0: cabin boy of curiosities. It is the wonderful, truly wonderful, famous historical adventurer, Dr. Sam Willis. If you've been listening to the last five or so episodes, uh, there has been a theme uh, to all your nicknames, you've been the noble sea lord of sagas, the admiral of the archives, the ship's captain of the schedule, and I've demoted you to the the cabin boy of curiosities.
1: Nothing more than I deserve, James. That's not true. Right, each week one of us thinks of a subject, makes the other one do it through gritted teeth. Particularly this one, I think, because I came up with this when I was um we'd been walking around a cricket pitch, coming up with ideas, hadn't we? And we walked past two amazing pine trees really old trees which were leaning over at a ridiculous angle. We did. Yes, we and, were dri- I was driving I was driving us home yeah. having we'd sketched out <clears throat> a
0: massive book project. Yeah. And then we were driving down and you said looked at these and you said let's do the lean and I thought, Oh the my. what? The lean. the lean Yeah. I thought, Oh my God, this is the maddest <laughs> idea. We didn't have a clue <laughs>
1: no. what to do, but we took it on as a challenge. So I my original thoughts were they were vaguely historical, believe it or yes. not. Um, is that those trees were not planted leaning over, right? So the the those trees leaned because of the passage of time. Um, ah. which actually but i'm not going to talk about leaning i'd love to do one on leaning trees because if you go to an arboretum, if you go to killerton or something yes, like that there are some fabulous leaning trees yes. there are some semi collapsed ones properly collapsed ones anyway but these ones just up the road are they're, they're a pair of pine trees they're huge and they're just they're about 20 degrees off both of them aren't they i think um there's been some subsidence and, and the, the ground's collapsed underneath it. So that was, uh, I don't know, I just saw that and I thought it would be cool. Yes. And I, I didn't know all of this stuff, which I'm now going to be talking about. But I think what I loved about it is that we just set ourselves this challenge yeah. that what we don't
0: do is, you know, we're not doing sort of easy topics that we know stuff about. Let me do that at <laughs> times. But it's it's also just a test to ourselves whether we can actually do it. Yeah. So you'll be the judge. Where are you going to start with The Lean then, Sam? The Lean, it is all about
1: urbanisation, pensioners, disability and extortion.
0: It's about leaning on people for me and it's about Hollywood
1: and swagger. So and I'm going to start actually with, um, have you ever been to York? I have. I grew up in a
0: seaside town called Hornsey up in North Yorkshire, uh, very near York. I used to go to York all the time. York is about walls, it's about Vikings
1: It's about floods and And also about about the shambles. Leaning. Leaning. Yeah, right. So, um, I'm just... My internet's died, annoyingly. I'm just going to try and pick up a picture of uh, the shambles. Everyone, if you're near a computer, just um, type in the shambles York and see what comes up. So, it is a... Well, do you want to describe it, James? If you have seen the film Harry Potter
0: um, and seen Diagon Alley, you more or less have... Uh, the shambles in York. So you've got lots of tight, twisty, narrow streets and you've got cl- very, very close together houses yeah. and the houses lean in to each other. So it starts, if you, when you're on pavement
1: level... It's wider than it is, sort of further up. It is so. It's kind of it's it's the opposite of what you expect, and there are yes. gutters in the street for channeling filth and blood. It used to be a butcher's shambles. It used to be yes. an area of butcher's shops. Yes. So the point is, it's dark. It's cramped. There are wonky corners everywhere. Um, the, the, the cobbles themselves slope so that all of the muck and filth runs down into the basically into the gutters. Everything. If you walk down every single line, yes, that you see is not. Perpendicular. No. Now that's characteristic of medieval building construction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It?
1: Yeah. Um, and they, they, they had this jettying system yes. where they would they'd build the lower floor, then the top floor would stick out a bit more. The top floor above that would stick out a bit further. Yes. And that was so they could chuck stuff out of the windows.
0: But it was also so that you could maximise
1: space in a sort of tight urban environment. Okay, so building up yeah. was limited because they didn't have the ability to go too high because yes. they didn't have steel beams, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But you can go kind of sideways.
0: Yeah, but it's not about shonky medieval architecture.
1: No, that, no yeah, that's e- the thing. Exactly. So what's, what's really important about this aspect of the lean, which I wanted to start with, is that you say, okay, that's what they were doing Oh, no, the, I don't know, I think the Shambles was, um, yeah, Here we are first mentioned in the Doomsday Book of 1086. It's properly old street, OK? Yeah. And then there are other mentions of it throughout the 15th century and on. So we've got some good historical uh, material relating to the Shambles. But contrast that to, say, a Roman villa. Aha. Uh-huh. And then you've got... Neat, ordered, right,
0: perpendicular, straight lines. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's columns and right
1: angles, isn't yes. it? So what's going on there? That's the, the interesting thing with the lean is it opens up this whole world of medieval... Um, architecture. Domestic architecture, yes. essentially. Yes. Splendid. I mean, and also, I mean, it, it's... Well, the, the, I think the point is, is it, it, it it doesn't necessarily go backwards or Medieval architecture needs to be understood in its own terms, rather than yes. compared to what went before and what went afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So they they had their own way of building, and it wasn't necessarily worse; it wasn't necessarily better than than the kind of like the pure lines of the Romans. I think.
0: Yeah, and similar streets can be found throughout Europe. Okay. I was in Stockholm uh, last summer uh, for about a week, and the, the old town there is amazing. And there was a little very famous street there in Gamlestan, in the old town. Uh, called Martin Trotsig's Grand. Uh, Apologies, Svante Norhem, for my appalling uh, Swedish accent. Uh, It translates to the alley of Martin Trotsig, and it is a really narrow, tapering alley that at its narrowest point is about... It's under a meter, so it's about ninety centimeters. So you can stand there, and indeed, there is a picture of me and my daughters uh, standing there, like this, arms on either side mm. of the of the wall. It's absolutely tiny. Um, Rothenburg, uh, the German town of Rothenburg uh, in Bavaria, has a is a sort of similar sort of patchwork of of sort of tiny uh-huh. tiny lanes, and most English cities would have had a shambles. Of some sort okay, um, destroyed uh, during the second World War and the blitz, you know that 's when a lot of that sort of historic okay so, so, so was here's, lost. here's
1: the interesting question is, is is we know that throughout medieval Europe, particularly yeah. and i'm going to add Asia to that because I spent so much yes, of my time of in China looking at old 17th century Chinese buildings recently yeah. um, leaning buildings was the norm. Yeah. So if we are walking around a city now, like Bath, for example, where you don't get a lot of leaning buildings no. in the middle of Bath. Georgian architecture. Or Exeter, yes. Where, yes. We, where we live, is a great example. So Exeter used to be like York. In fact, it's been described as it used to be more beautiful than York, but yes. it got completely hammered in the Second World War. Yeah. And that was in response to a Luft, a, um, a RAF raid on, I think, the German port of Lübeck. Right. So, you know, you know, you have towns in the modern world twinned with each other, you know, Exeter, twinned with whatever. Twinned this, by bombing. This is twinned <laughs> by bombing. And it's yes. twinned by the absence of the lean. So if yes. you go to Lübeck, you go to a city centre in Exeter, everything is bang on. Yes. It's straight because yes. it was rebuilt um, after that, when when building, you can if, a, you, if you go to a church. certain part
0: part of Exeter near Exbridges, those of you who live in Exeter, which is the old sort of Roman Roman part, there is a a house called the the house that moved, uh, oh, yeah. which is one of the few surviving medieval leaning houses, and it literally does sort of look like it's a a drunk drunken house, yeah. toppling over.
1: So the reasons for there not being a lean, I think, is really important. So one of the places where there isn't a lean, or there is only occasion, is Paris. Oh,
0: beautiful Paris. Uh, um, but the Paris, as we well, you know, it is,
1: is, it's... it's... Post, post-revolutionary Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Straight lines, boulevards. Yeah. So this guy called yeah. Um more or less redesigned Paris. And it was all about um, making it actually difficult for there to be a revolution. Yeah, I mean, one of the arguments he built these really big boulevards because you can get troops down them, and and they're they're much more difficult. You can't you You can't can't barricade barricade them. them. Yeah, no, it's what they did. But um, or the insanitary conditions, the inability to police, all of these things led to the utter destruction of majestic, beautiful medieval Paris. So that's the reason that there's no no leaning buildings in Paris. Yeah. So each you know every 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 city is different in its own way. So it's about urbanization. It's the development. development, the development of city. So I'm going to take us in a completely
0: different direction from leaning medieval buildings and talk about the individual leaning on people. Huh. Um, so there's a fascinating history of leaning on people. So extortion. Oh, for extortion. Extortion, Uh, pressure. Gangsterism, (laughs) pressurising people to do something. (laughs) That's really good. So it is basically putting pressure on people to extract something from them or force them to do something against their will. So it's about extortion, bullying, blackmail. It's the history of political persuasion, plots, and backstabbing. And there is a beautiful. Example of this demonstrated in the career of the fifteenth-century magnate, so you know, um, uh, power lord uh, Sir John Cornwall. Right. Um, So we're talking about sort of mid, you know, mid fifteenth century, the years preceding the Wars of the Roses. Um, This is a period of, you know, real brutality. This is feuding, fighting. Um, between the period sort of 1455 and 1485. It's basically, effectively, civil war, breakdown of justice, uh, breakdown of royal control. And this Cornwall, Sir John Cornwall, is a a courtier, um, and he has served as a comrade-in-arms to the great English warrior king, Henry V. He's an uncle of the current king, uh, Henry VI, and his power comes from royal connections, through war, successful marriage. Um, And he's basically created uh, Lord Fanop. He comes into property in Bedfordshire. And he is basically a political thug. Right. He's basically a political thug and leans on people. His success not only comes from being immensely well-connected, well-bred from land... Um, but he comes into... As he moves into Bedfordshire and the sort of power base there, he comes into conflict with another local landowner, Lord Grey of Ruthen. Um And in order to build up support, um, he tries to win over the local sort of important people, so the local justices of the, pre, the peace. And there are all sorts of tales about him, you know, blackmailing and using sort of fair and foul means. And in... In 1439, the Grey and, and Fanop factions, you know, come to blows. And Fanop arrives in Bedford with over 140 armed men. Wow. Um, he interrupts the, the local court proceedings, insults the justices of the peace who are allied with his rival Grey... Um who then turns up, but with eight hundred men, you can see the odds are totally stacked against him um and intimidates those who are favorable for fanop and basically what happens is um eighteen men were thrown downstairs, several jurors were accidentally killed <laughs> <laughs> wow the matter is then taken to the king's court where the king decides in favor of his you know his friend um lord fanop. Who was Cornwall and the local justices are purged of Grey supporters. So it basically shows you how um, you know fifteenth-century politics operated. It is about leaning upon people. This is not a fair system. <laughs> so in this kind of in this kind of um, this kind of polit- medieval political world is not a far cry from racketeering of later periods. Yeah. Uh, we can also connect this to. Um, the history of the thumbscrews, you know, literally putting the thumbscrews on somebody, or the history of the rack. Torture. And torture. Uh, And there's a brilliant um, example of Richard Topcliffe, this recusant hunter. So recusants are in the um, late 16th century, recusants are Catholics who uh, are openly are Catholic uh, and and will not turn to, to Protestantism. And so Topcliffe's role was to basically go around and hunt people down. And apparently he he toured with a portable rack. And there are various descriptions of him literally breaking people, oh. putting them on this rack and ripping them apart. So the history of the lean then connects to the history of torture, to the rack, to waterboarding, bamboo under the fingernails, electric
1: shocks, sleep deprivation, Ooh, yeah. thumb screws. All of that. Yeah. Gestapo. Witches. And it's all about making... It's it's about putting pressure on someone. It's about making a bit of space, isn't it? Yeah. It's about uh, yeah. elbowing. Right. Um, yeah. oh, oh, we like that. <clears throat> we should do the history of the elbow. Uh, what have you so got? We're talking about humans leaning on each other. So yes. I, 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 look at this.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, look
1: for, at that. That's a I love pain. a gift for the Daybell.
0: Oh, is this mine to take away?
1: Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> this
0: is a... He has presented me a beautiful walking cane, which has a, which is a, it's a knobbly walking cane, and it has a brass,
1: a brass handle to it. Very nice. This is the material culture of the lean. It is. It's the stuff of the lean. So we're talking about um, people needing. Support whilst walking. It's, it's got uh, you your know, son's name on it the ling- as well. On uh, the oh, yes, he took it into school for ah, World Book Day. It was um good. It's it's part of his outfit. I think he went as Willy Wonka. Oh, very so good. this is more of a kind of a a, a you no. Know, it's it's when 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 leaning was not necessary, but people would still have a have a have a beautiful a beautiful thing. So it's a bit of a sort of cad's a cad's cane, a fashionable a, cane. It's a it's a fashionable cane. um you could imagine Oscar Wilde with something like that. Oh, exactly. He, he loved his canes. Maybe you'll talk about that a bit later, but it's, yes. it's, it's to do with you know, deportment as well, isn't yes. it? Yes. But I'm particularly interested in, um, because of my roots as a maritime historian, there are parts of the country in the past where you would have more crippled, injured, disabled people. Yes on show visible than you would in other parts of the country. One of the most obvious places uh, of that is Greenwich. So Ah. um, in the 1690s, they began to build a hospital there after the Battle of La Hogue. So loads of injured sailors come back from this. um, this The pensioners, Greenwich pensioners. Greenwich pensioners. Like the Chelsea pensioners. So so you could be pensioned off if you were disabled or if you were old and you'd served your time in the Navy. Yes. But it meant that in and around Greenwich, um, this magnificent building, Mm. Um, became a home for sailors who had once worked in the Royal Navy, had once fought for Britain and then were supported by by the King and Queen. The money came straight from royalty. Yes. Um, But it meant the streets of Greenwich were crowded with hunched old men leaning on sticks with wooden legs, um, which I think is wonderful. And I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely have loved to have gone gone through those streets in I don't know 1740 or something like that. So the history of the lean is linked to
0: old age and disability yeah. and pension off. But these 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 pensioners, these Greenwich pensioners weren't your sort of these weren't your doddery old old dears, were they? Not necessarily. No, no, no. Nicknamed <laughs> nicknamed the Greenwich geese. These are you know, these are more like if you if you've watched um Only Fools and Horses, these are more like a sort of Uncle Albert kind of like cantankerous <laughs> yeah. figures who were constantly getting into into fights. Yes. Um, court records show them sort of getting into fights and displaying all kinds of antisocial behaviour. Well there's so, also
1: a massive prostitution problem in Greenwich. Right. Because there was ah. you know, however many hundred male Greenwich pensioners there with a bit of money nothing right. to do. Right. So if you look at the um do not be fooled by the lean. Do not be fooled by the lean. Yeah, these guys, these old boys, were a bit sprightly, I suspect. Um, but there's all sorts of um, wonderful kind of um, social enforcement and rules and regulations and laws which yeah. were passed in and around the hospital to cope with the social problems which were caused by the, the by the government looking the after their, their old sort of by these old yeah. people. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take
0: this in. A, I'm going to follow up on what you were saying about the um, about walking sticks yeah. earlier on. And I think you know, I'd, I think we should do a designated. Uh, podcast on the history of walking sticks or canes you know, we've talked about them in terms of people with disabilities as sort of orthopedic props that age walking but also sticks had lots and lots of other functions, you think about the kinds of people who used sticks and they can be used for practical purposes to sort of aid with, with walking, they can be ceremonial, so a staff of office uh, they can be fashionable um, so you think about pilgrims or travellers using a a walking stick sort of hiking across the sort of medieval world covering over rough ground bishops using them as part of you've got
1: a lean of tiredness haven't you so not necessarily disability so so a pilgrim for example who might have walked 300 miles to Seville or wherever it is Leaning on um, leaning on something. Yeah, the same with soldiers as well. Yes, um, yes. So the wonderful images of soldiers in the First World War and the Second World War, um, leaning against things for rest, yeah. um, lying down as well. And here yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the opposite yeah. of the upright parade yeah. ground stance, yeah. isn't it? A sort it? of
0: broken, sort of stooping... Yeah. Um, oh, that's interesting. I should have done stoop, that. Stooping sort of figures. Yeah, I think of that um, Wilfred Owen poem, "Dulce de Decorum Est, which describes that gas attack.
1: Oh, yes. And he yeah,
0: describes yeah. how... You know, the, the, first, world the, the war poet. first world war, yep.
1: battle worn, battle weary troops, kind of hunched like hags under sacks. Yeah. So of. he, so he's a poet who's describing um, the events of a, of a gas attack in yep. northern France. Uh, the point about it is, is that, is that the, these kind of descriptions, uh, which are which are are uh, harrowing and beautiful, but they're very colourful and they're the opposite of the very strict "Britain needs you, your yep. king needs you," yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of the the parade grounds militaria which yeah. everyone kind of associated with the war and then the the, the horrors of it started become coming exposed. back becoming yeah. exposed yeah. so art and and photography and things like that yeah. are very useful in in realities of it and people lean lean a lot you're slouched now you're leaning down i'm much I more always, upright
0: oh god i have such bad posture mm. such bad posture which is why i have such an appalling back at the moment anyway what do you make of that
1: oh uh that's a that's a stick, big stick, stick with spikes on the end of yes. it. It's a club. It's a kind of a club yes. with spikes on the end of it. So it's this, like a mace, isn't
0: this, it? This, I mean, I
1: think... Why have you got a you know, mace? There you... are...
0: Because it's a stick. It's known as Henry VIII's walking stick. Is it? Yes. Good Henry God. VIII's walking stick. Google <laughs> Henry VIII's walking stick, which is basically a large wooden pole with a metal end to it Full of spikes, yeah and it also has a has a load of flint locks in it, matchlocks yeah. okay uh, so it's it 's a sort of gun
1: stick, yeah, and so the stick isn 't isn 't merely about the lean but it 's also an incredibly violent weapon yeah well, i've i've fired a a gun which was hidden in a walking stick as well, so oh, you, you not can...
0: a Remington rifle cane
1: I think it like might that. have been a Remington rifle cane i don 't know it was oh, a, yeah. this was a shotgun it wasn 't a rifle right. it didn 't fire a bullet, it fired a cartridge okay well um, this,
0: these are rifles. A wow. rifle
1: cane manufactured between 1858
0: and 1888. Oh, it's really show-up-home stuff. This, and isn't you it? were, you know, and you'd, you'd go along, and they, they, we've got the adverts that survive for yeah. them, and it tells you exactly how to, how to load it. So Again, don't... the fake lean. Exactly mm. the, the the lean where you people think that you're carrying a cane because you're, you know, you need to, and in fact, you're packing. <laughs> good. You're packing, and you're gonna you're gonna deliver your deadly payload. <laughs> So we've got directions for for use in an advertisement for the gun, the Remington rifle cane. To load, unscrew the handle and and the breech from the body of the cane, insert the cartridge and replace the handle. Drawing back the lever will cock the piece ready for firing when pressing upon the trigger knob
1: underneath will discharge it. Mm. That's great. You'd like one of those, wouldn't you? I'd definitely like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd definitely shoot myself in the foot with it. I Literally would blow my toes off. The other way the other way of, of thinking about the lean,
0: moving away from uh Death Canes, uh is is the Hollywood lean. Oh, This is an idea we came up with together. Yeah. Um the Hollywood lean. And you think about the kind of, you know, those sort of rebellious youthful figures and the the, the lean of rebellion and So we're we thinking about Elvis We're thinking about Elvis, Jimmy Dean um brando Brando, you know and this sort of very this sort of ultra cool sort of draped over a you know over a motorbike yeah i've got got an image i think it's james
1: dean just leaning against the wall smoking a cigarette yeah
0: which is so so sort of contrasting of the the sort of louche preppy or sort of you know not louche but sort of upright preppy people who sort of you know
1: but that's at the time. So that's 50, 50s, fifties, sixties, yep. 60s America, where the where the military's massively important. Yep. They're starting to yep. draft people, they've got the yeah, Korean yeah. War going on. And actually culturally, you're 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 really making a making a statement that you're not part of this this military upright yep. upright society. And
0: it's quite a it's quite a it's quite a male thing as well. Oh, okay. And you think about you contrast this to the sort of um, finishing schools and female etiquette manuals that, that talked about women sort of being upright, and those pictures of of women uh, having young or sort of I don't know teenage and sort of early twenties women um, having walking along with books, yeah,
1: they leaning actually did on that.
0: their. They actually did it, uh, leaning walking along without a lean. Um, and there are various sort of manuals from the time. Florence Hartley's The Lady's Book of Etiquette, eighteen sixty advised a series of preparatory exercises to correct posture. <laughs> um, and she wrote um, that a young lady should successively learn to stand flat and firm upon both her feet, with her limbs quite straight and the whole person perfectly upright, but not stiff, not stiff, then to lift one foot from the ground and to keep it so for some time without moving any part of her body.
1: <laughs> oh, God. You know, Painful? Um, it's like stress position. Almost,
0: almost inert. Isn't it? Yeah. That is a stress yeah. position. But of course, I mean the, pro- the thing there though is, you know, we're not slouching. We've it. got to recognise that yeah. the, that while these are, um, while these are ideal conditions, that they're they're, they're it's people right, telling women what to do. There are a legion of women who paid no attention to this at all, and I think you know the likes of Jim James Dean and Co had their female counterparts, Marilyn Monroe, Ava Gardner, Greta Garbo, you know, women who leaned in a particular way the sort of alluring lean sort of cinematically yeah um and also history is full of uh women who have not behaved in a way that you know men have wanted to one of my favorites is from um a consistory court so this is basically early modern england 17th century um the church courts policed female behavior um, or social behaviour, uh, and reading through these kinds of records is a little like watching a Jerry Springer show. <laughs> you know, it, it, li- it literally is. It's it's sort of that's clever. You know, it's the it's the the sort of margins of society. And um, in sixteen oh five, one Joan Crankland. A single mother of an illegitimate child living in the village of Raddington in Somerset was brought before the church courts for being sexually troublesome Mm. to the local authorities, having been accused of showing her privities twice a day um, to the villagers (laughs) and apparently jesting to one John Stockham that he could not bridle his nature at the sight thereof. Wow. <laughs> One could hardly imagine, you know, um, <laughs> this going down well in a in a in a sort of boarding school or <laughs> swiss finishing school for girls. <laughs> Certainly she didn't stare she didn't conform to the styrofoam stereotypes of upright female no. chastity. No.
1: There's a whole world of stuff out there. James, there is isn't the there? lean.
0: Yes. So what have we done? We've gone from
1: medieval York, Harry Potter buildings, Harry Potter, yeah, Diagon Alley, uh, Paris, death guns, Lübeck, the Luftwaffe, Exeter, Gamlestown in Stockholm. Yeah. Um. We've got cads and walking sticks. We've got uh, naval battles, gentlemen in pensioners, Greenwich, gentlemen pensioners, Greenwich geese, prostitutes in Greenwich. Yep. Um, um, Henry the walking stick, Hollywood. Yes, oh my God, it's bits uh, uh, leaning on people, rats. Oh, thumb screws. Yes. Who, who knew? Who knew? Everyone, the history of the lean was so amazing. I didn't, uh, and we haven't done leaning on a bar. No, we haven't done leaning on a, a bar. bar presence. Oh, yes, yeah, too drunk, basically, yes. the drunk lean, and um, we also haven't done slighting castle slighting. No, do you know anything about that? I do. I think well, for all of the thousands of people who don't, don't. James. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I've got time to talk about it, but it's basically people deliberately knocking down walls of castles to make them physically look like they're out of use, um, to make a, make a political point, make a practical point. Um, Corfe Castle in Dorset is the best one, so the curtain walls are all leaning because they've been deliberately undermined to make them look that way. So there you go. I love that. And we have gone through the whole episode without mentioning...
0: The leaning tower of Pisa. We haven't, have we? But I've just done that. History of substance.
1: Okay. Um, If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, It really matters. It changes all sorts of things. Thank you. Subscribe to the podcast and tell all your friends. We're on Twitter. You can follow me at Dr. Sam Willis. And you can follow me at James Daybell. And you can follow Unexpected
0: on At Unexpected Pod. We are simply, truly, utterly proud to be part of the (laughs) excellent history hit network home
1: of lord dan snow's history hit and other fantastic shows coming soon and if you um want to find out more about what we're doing keep in touch we're on historyhitcom forward slash unexpected we've got a big book coming and we've got our new website on the way and we may be touring we may well be hopefully see you out there bye guys bye